Hello everyone. I'm really happy today after getting so many overwhelming response from all of you guys. Thanks a lot. So yesterday we stopped at implantation. Let's continue ahead. So implantation starts at day six. We saw that, and it ends at day ten. Okay. There are three steps which happen during implantation. Okay. First is apposition. Second is adhesion, and third one is penetration. So apposition is just that the blastocyst comes in close proximity to the endometrium. This is with the help of some receptors which are selectin. Okay, they just they are just uh, they just come into close proximity to each other. Now there should be adhesion. So for adhesion, we have a receptor or we have a protein which is called integrin. So it integrates both of them, endometrium and blastocyst. And the third step. Is that the blastocyst has to penetrate inside the endometrium. So this is done with the help of certain enzymes, which are metalloproteases. Okay. So now, after it penetrates, it penetrates inside. We divide the endometrium into three parts, and basically the endometrium of the pregnancy is known as decidua. So we have decidua basalis, decidua capsularis, and decidua parietalis. So the name suggests itself. So basalis is that endometrium which is just under the blastocyst, or which is going to form the placental part, actual placenta. Okay, it's in the base, so that is called decidua basalis. The endometrium lining the blastocyst, which is around the blastocyst, is called decidua capsularis. Okay, and the rest of the endometrium is called decidua parietalis, which is not in contact with blastocyst. Okay. The three types of uh, three division of uh, decidua we saw. Now we know that blastocyst has two parts. One is trophoblast, and the other one is inner cell mass. Okay, trophoblast again has two types. One is syncytial, and other is cyto. So function of syncytial trophoblast is to secrete hormones, and in function of cytotrophoblast is to form chorion. That's one of the function, and the second function. Is to prevent PIH, which is pregnancy-induced hypertension. How does it prevent this? So, whenever the mat maternal uh, blood vessels invade or come in the placenta, there is trophoblastic invasion, which takes place, and they, this trophoblastic invasion makes the placental blood vessel less resistant. They dilate them, and the resistance in the blood vessels decrease. Okay, and that's how it prevents hypertension. Okay. Now let's see about placental formation. Now you must have heard about villi. There are three types of villi: primary, secondary, and tertiary. What is the difference? In the primary villi, there is just syncytial trophoblast, okay, which is outside. Then in the secondary villi, there is syncytial trophoblast plus cytotrophoblast in the secondary villi, okay. And in tertiary villi, there is syncytial cyto plus the blood vessels of the fetus. Okay, primary trophoblast uh, forms at around 12 days, secondary at around 14 days, 14-15 days, and tertiary around day uh, day 17. Okay, so tertiary tertiary villus is formed at day 17. Okay, now let me give you some uh, some general facts about placenta. The weight of the placenta is 500 grams, uh, and the maximum contribution to it. Is by fetal part. So fetal part makes about four fifth of the placenta, and thickness of placenta at term 
is 2.5 centimeters. And when do we call it placentomegaly? Is it more than 2.5 centimeters? No, the value is 4 centimeters. If the thickness of placenta is more than 4 centimeters, then we call it as placentomegaly. And you can guess it in which conditions we can see placentomegaly. Okay. Now let's see some function of placenta. So placenta as we saw since trophoblast is called as hormone factory of placenta. So it forms four main hormones. Which are they? First one is estrogen, progesterone, HCG and HPL. Okay. So now why does placenta need to secrete progesterone? Already we have uh, our uh, we have our corpus luteum there in the ovary. So the lifespan of corpus luteum is around 8 to 10 weeks and that is also because of HCG. So let me explain this. Uh, first we'll talk about HCG. Okay, HCG is human chorionic gonadotropin. It is secreted by placenta and its secretion starts you know that function of corpus luteum is maximum at day 22 and then it starts to regress in normal in females which are not pregnant but in pregnant female the placenta starts secreting hcg on day 8 around and this helps to this helps the corpus luteum to stay maintained to remain there okay and the level of hcg goes on increasing from day 8 to around it goes on increasing to 8 to 10 weeks okay if you see the graph of hcg the level of hcg goes on increasing till the 8 or 10 weeks okay and for this much time the corpus luteum is functional and it secretes progesterone but after 8 to 10 weeks the level of hcg starts falling and also corpus luteum starts regressing so now who should who will take the function of corpus luteum so now placenta comes into play and placenta starts secreting progesterone so actually placenta is secreting progesterone from the starting only but the maximum progesterone secretion starts at day uh, at 8 weeks where it takes up the function of corpus luteum okay so now you understood the function of hcg and progesterone both and uh, one more hormone which is hpl human placental lactogen you can think of it as anti insulin hormone okay so it breaks down fats in the mother and it increases fatty acids and it also breaks down uh, sugars and increases the blood glucose level. So overall in the mother, in the blood of the mother, there is increase in level of fatty acids and glucose. How is this going to help? So this can pass directly to the fetus, okay, through the placenta and it will help to provide nourishment to the fetus. Okay, so we uh, saw the hormones secreted by placenta. Now coming on to the main thing which are anomalies of placenta. So first is battledore placenta. Normally you know that the umbilical, umbilical cord is inserted at the center of the placenta. But in battledore this uh, umbilical cord is inserted at the margin at the periphery. Okay that's battledore. Second one is circummarginate and circumvallate. So circum, circum is circumference it's like circle and marginate. So what happens is normally uh, fetal part is 4 fifth and maternal part is 1 fifth. But in circummarginate and circumvallate there is excessive growth of maternal part and it, it it's slightly it, it's like it covers the fetal part slightly okay and hence it forms margin. 
so whenever the margin are sharp exact whenever the mar margin are sharp it is called circummarginate placenta and whenever the margins are wavy or we like it's called circumvallate okay so these two are similar just the difference in the margin okay now there are uh, three uh, three other types one is succinctureate uh, placenta placenta spuria and placenta bilobata so in placenta succinctureata one small part from the main placenta separates out okay and these two parts are connected by a blood vessel okay just remember succinctureata and then we can relate it with bilobata and spuria okay now in placenta bilobata it's similar to succinctureata just that the two parts are same are almost equal in size okay and placenta spuria is again similar to succinctureata where one lobe is bigger and the other lobe is smaller but the difference is they are not connected by blood vessels okay so remember succinctureata and you can say that uh, placenta bilobata and spuria are two variations you can understand it like that okay and the last one is morbidly adherent placenta so normally there is a membrane which is called as nitabush membrane which uh, forms a type of fibrinoid necrosis and that's that's how it it prevents placenta from invading deeply into the endometrium okay so now whenever this membrane is absent there is morbidly adherent placenta so this placenta can invade deep into the endometrium or also or even myometrium and it can form morbidly adherent placenta so there are again three types depending on severity first one is placenta accreta a second one is placenta increta i and last one is placenta percreta p so a i p alphabetically ordered so a is it just invades into the endometrium till the endometrium okay deep into the endometrium that's accreta what is increta it invades till the it invades till the myometrium that's increta and percreta is it invades till the serosa so as we go deeper the uh, letters we increase the like from a we go to i we go to p okay so i think that's enough for today two three points that i wanted to clarify is uh, it's getting really difficult for me to cover everything in like in the just 10 to 12 minutes but still i'm trying to cover maximum whatever i can and trying to give you only the high yield information okay uh, next is uh, if you have any sort of questions any like silly very silly or very conceptual very difficult you can ask me any of those uh, in through whatsapp or via email if if i can i'll try to cover it in the next podcast or else i'll message you personally and in this particular this podcast i have tried to improve my audio quality let me know uh, if any further improvement you would like and okay then so see you guys till uh, in the next podcast till then keep study chal bye a correction not about primary secondary and tertiary villi guys so in primary villi there is syncytio plus cyto okay in secondary there is syncytio cyto plus extra embryonic mesoderm and in tertiary there is syncytio cyto extra embryonic mesoderm plus the fetal blood vessels